Hello there, welcome to the Fintech Prompt Podcast, a hub of fintech-related discussions, including but not limited to law and policy development, innovation, career transitions to fintech, and the abounding controversies. I am your host, Vivian Udora. This is episode six, and we are discussing fintech in Africa. In the past few weeks, there's been increased focus around fintech activities on the African continent. Most recently, there was news that Flutterwave, a Nigerian fintech company that provides payments infrastructure for global merchants, was valued at $3 billion, making it the continent's most valuable fintech company. This is in addition to news that Flutterwave closed a $250 million Series D funding. In case you're wondering what Series D funding means, it is an advanced stage of funding in a company's lifespan. So the stages of funding for a startup go from pre-seed to seed to Series A, B, C, D, and beyond. I'll probably do a more detailed episode on this. Anyway, back to the topic. So beyond Flutterwave, other African-based fintechs have also successfully been able to raise um, funds. In fact, according to an article by the Business Insider, fundraising in January 2022 for African fintechs um, was tracked over $200 million. Companies like Copa Global of Kenya, Cheaper Cash of Senegal, the Ghanaian M Pharma, ASAC of Uganda, Float of Ghana, Opay of Nigeria, Wave of Senegal, Flutterwave of Nigeria, just to name a few, are among the African fintechs that have funding and have significant valuation. It's important to know that one of the reasons for the increased growth of these companies and their activities on the um, continent is the solution that they provide to, to several customers. And also the solutions they provide to the finance problem, such as lack of financial inclusion generally on the continent. This is particular for mobile money services um, on the continent, as well as digital banking, health technology, payments and lending services, e-commerce, and other related companies. They are blossoming in this part of the world. Another reason for this is also the increased use of the internet and smartphones by the population. People are more connected than ever before. Services are more connected than ever before. There is little need for many intermediaries in the traditional sense we understand them to be. So because of this um, growth in the need for more connection and direct connection, these companies have the markets on the continent to serve and to grow. It is important to note, however, that beyond the technology around payments, services and lending, other subsectors of fintech are not as popular and do not have as um, large a market as they do in other continents and countries. So, for example, crowdfunding, insurtech and regtech, while still growing, have not achieved the same level of growth that companies in the payments um, sector and lending sector have achieved. Now, uh, just sidetrack, obviously, there's a type of crowdfunding that is more lending or loan-based, but um, just generally speaking, crowdfunding has not attained the same um, growth. There are several reasons for this, and one is the issue of regulation. So in certain countries on the continent, there isn't regulation that uh, covers or adequately covers this um, underperforming fintech sectors, so particularly crowdfunding. There isn't um, 
a fully fledged regulatory system across the continent. Another thing is also, I mean, it applies to um, reg tech as well. Even where regulation exists, implementation has delayed much more than expected. Another reason is not even the lack of regulation. It's actually the presence of some form of regulation that has caused restrictions in some subsectors of uh, fintech. I'm thinking here cryptocurrencies and other digital assets. So cryptocurrency has faced some backlash in some countries Um this is even beyond the continent, just globally. But particularly on the continents, there's been some uh, restrictions in participating in this area. A third reason is that some subsectors have not just achieved the, um, a high rate of innovation. And I'm thinking here blockchain. But interestingly, this reason is linked to restrictions in some regard, because if certain activities on the blockchain require the use of cryptocurrency, then the restriction on cryptocurrency activities can be an impediment for innovators and um, software developers in the area to want to develop the blockchain industry. Not saying that blockchain is only used for cryptocurrency, no, it's not, but it is cryptocurrency is a very key factor to certain activities on the blockchain so this means that whilst there is growth in some areas of fintech on the continent it doesn't apply to every single area of the con of um, fintech pardon me and this is the same in any other country or and or continent it's not every area of fintech that has the same level of growth you need to consider the market you need to look at regulations in place you, you need to also look at um, technology in place to support it all this to indicate that it's not always rainbows and sunshine this is also an indication for entrepreneurs who are seeking to enter the market to be mindful and intentional of what it is they wish to achieve in the market because it's easier for one to serve um, a market in the payments um, systems or lending space because of the activity there but i really sincerely believe that over time other sectors like crowdfunding and rec tech will also improve but again time is always a factor in this thing so as time goes on it's interesting to see other areas of fintech that will become prevalent um, in in countries within the continent this brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed this short one, please share to your friends, colleagues, and families. And subscribe if you haven't, uh, not just to the podcast, but also our newsletter. As usual, I will leave a link to that below. See you in our next episode. <laughs>